burning daylight. Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, daylight burners. Happy Monday to you. I'm recording this on a Saturday morning, like kind of mid-morning. It's pretty warm, and uh, it's not plum hot yet, but I will say, fellas, these, uh, and I guess ladies too, I don't know if they make them for ladies. I would, I'm guessing so. I don't know. But these fishing shirts, uh, the one I'm wearing is a habit. Got it from Thrifty Cowhand. They are not a sponsor of the show, but I, I, I do pretty much all my my clothes shopping with them. They're they're good, good outfit. Uh, they're out of I think New Mexico somewhere. I don't know for sure, but Thrifty Cowhand's where I get them. These shirts are a game changer with all the vents and stuff. It's um pre- pretty nice. So. That, that also helps, but it hasn't got just plum hot yet, and it uh, makes me glad I'm not in, in Phoenix today on this National Day of the Cowboy. Um, uh, if you've been listening very long, you guys kind of know my thoughts in general on uh, these, these holidays. I'm not a, not a big fan of, uh, of these like national day of the whatever they're kind of just kind of <clears throat> kind of dumb <clears throat> but here we are and i'm recording a podcast a horseback on national day of the cowboy i don't i think i only did that one other time and that was the first year that i i started this thing so here why why not <clears throat> I'll participate in the dumb holiday because um, it doesn't mean anything. Nobody really, nobody really does anything for it. Um, like they'll, people will post on social media, and that's neat. I, I enjoy seeing, um, you know, posts from all over the, all over the country and the and the world. Um, you know, there'd be people, people from Canada that post, I'm sure, and, and Mexico and whatnot, but. I don't know if it's a holiday over there. Probably not. And uh, it's not really a holiday here. It's just like somebody declared it and you don't get the day off or anything. Like that's what they should do for National Day of the Cowboy. It's just every working cowboy gets a, a day off to go, go to town and get rowdy. You know, all, you know, all expense paid. You know, because if we're, if we're going to celebrate the cowboy, what better way to celebrate the cowboy? You know, like... <clears throat> You just uh, send them to town, pay their ranch rodeo entry, and uh, and pick up their bar tab, and you, they, you should be good for for a while. I mean, that'd be that'd be hell of a a hell of a um, hiring incentive for some of these places that are that are looking for a sure enough good hand. I mean, it, you're also gonna attract attract some sure enough not good hands with that type of offer but hey you should be able to 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 spot the the gunsels from the the good hands uh from pretty far off so you know use your best judgment but i think that's a good it's a good way to celebrate the 
the the working cowboy on national day of the cowboy now for all you rancher cowboys like they actually they're, they're running your own cattle and stuff uh i don't know what to tell you i'm not the boss you know i'm, I'm just the fucking hired guy so you that's for you to figure out man uh so uh somebody's got to ride these cattle right somebody's got to take care of shit and um it's national day of the cowboy so we can't you know we got a rodeo to be to or we got we got beer to drink in town and whatnot but if you hustle up and you really put your just put your head down and get with it you can get get all your shit done and and meet us in town later for a beer um <laughs> uh yeah it's uh i i don't i just i guess i don't understand these these holidays it's a it's just kind of I, I guess it's just all symbolic, um, but anyways, it's it, it is cool to see see different pictures, th- uh, you know, across Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. And <coughs> some of them, uh, you know, are just are uh, are out just just punching cows like they always do. And then there's people you're like, huh, I hadn't seen you on a horse since last year's National Day of the Cowboy. That's neat. Good for you. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Um, it's it's pretty funny, but I uh, I wanted to to highlight once again. Uh, you know, I did it. I think I did it earlier this this winter. But I, I want to highlight the the feedlot cowboys. They don't think we get enough uh, recognition, and a lot of times we're not even considered real cowboys. We are the, the step redheaded stepchildren of. Uh, of the cowboy world and stepchildren might be a little too generous like more more like foster children like uh you're there but nobody really wants you um but like somebody's getting paid to to house you so you know i mean you kind of serve some purpose i guess but um you're not really anyone's kid and uh but you're (laughs) you're still expected to work god damn it and uh yeah, you'll uh, you'll ride through more cattle in one day than most of your super punchers outside. We'll see in a year, and uh, and then you'll ride through more cattle in a year than most uh, guys who never who never come inside to work. Uh, we'll see in a lifetime. I mean, you just you're always looking at at cattle like they're they're just cattle as far as the eye can see you know depending on how big your your spread is um but even you know it's funny us 10,000 head of mama cows is a pretty damn big ranch you know that's that's a pretty pretty respectable size um there's not a whole lot of ranches that that run upwards of 10,000 head but 10,000 heads a pretty small feedlot you know it's uh that's that's on the it's kind of on the higher end of a small feedlot maybe uh, I I would say I always kind of go like under 25,000 is a small feedlot and then from like 25 to say 70,000 is kind of a mid-sized feedlot and then once you get upwards of 70,000 that's that's a big that's a real big feedlot and I've worked at all three of them. 
all I've worked at a really big one. I've worked at a kind of a mid-sized one, and then the one I'm at now is pretty small. Uh, but still, you're dealing with thousands of cattle every day, and uh, they're in a dirty, enclosed environment, dry this time of year, really hot. It's in the hundreds again today, or not yet, but it will be. And uh, and luckily. For us this time of year, we have uh, we've got a lot of feed outside. There's a lot of grass uh, over the hill in California, so not much reason to feed cattle in the yard right at the moment. But I bet you this winter we're gonna have we're gonna have a bunch. <clears throat> the cow herd's also pretty low right now, so if I noticed. Uh, a lot of empty pens in the, in the driving that I did. Uh, you know, the last time I've been back kind of in the beef belt. Um, but you get a you get some good moisture like we've had this year, and uh, boy, those those replacement heifers are gonna be selling like hotcakes. And that cow herd will get built back up. Before you know it, it'll take a couple years, but um, you know, in the meantime, we'll have some. We'll have some sure enough full pens here pretty soon, and and then eventually it'll get dry again. So cattle will come in the feedlot, and we'll feed them, and we'll we'll be busy as hell, and we uh, still won't get any recognition because it's not a real cowboy job. Got to see them wide open spaces. In the meanwhile, they talk about these uh, these thirty mile circles that some some people make, and they'll see three cows on that. 30 mile circle and in the meantime we're in about a half section but we'll still cover 20 miles a day in a grid shaped pattern and uh most of it done at a walk some of it at a trot very little of it at a lope and depending on your yard and how stupid the management is you can't even lope at some of those places um most of them you can't carry a rope i'm one of the lucky few that can do all of the above um but it's uh yeah it's kind of a thankless job for the most part but you know you could always go get a job driving a tractor it's an option if, if you if you chase, choose to take it but i don't know about you but i am a damn farmer i've drove tractor before and didn't like it and uh i had uh i would rather ride pins in a little grid pattern in shitty weather than sit in an air-conditioned tractor day after day um, letting the tractor steer itself with your with your GPS turned it into a G giant robot and uh, yeah and I would love to go trout over the next hill and see if there's any cows on the other side and and make these big circles across uh, big country uh, hell but is though those jobs don't pay much of anything and this deal here is pretty it's a pretty good deal if you don't mind getting made fun of every now and then for for not working outside um you know and by outside i mean you know out in the out in the big pastures and and uh and leases and whatnot outside uh cattle but no we work inside the feedlot but we're still outside in the elements all day every day and it's a hell of a lot hotter in a feedlot pen than it is out there on the grass. And uh, 
it's a hell of a lot drier out there on the grass than it is in a muddy feedlot pen, even if we've got the same amount of moisture in both places. So it's just, it's not an ideal climate, but it's a pretty ideal way to produce beef, uh, get beef on the rail a lot quicker than they used to in the old days where it used to, you're, you were looking at like a four-year-old steer going to, going to slaughter is now, I mean, 18 months is kind of your target. And, uh, and it's better beef too. It's, uh, it's marbled and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a good way to, to provide high quality, cheap, or, you know, affordable beef. Uh, and it's good beef. There are people that'll tell you that the grass fed stuff is better for you, the grass fed, grass finished. It's all labels. Most cattle outside of your, like your dairy cattle, they live most of their life on grass and then they get they get fed on on corn uh corn fed for the last several months of their life and that's it but vast majority of their life is spent outside on on pasture eating grass not a whole lot of difference between that and a, and a, a grass finished steer except for the the texture and the flavor of the meats uh, and if you like the grass fed stuff more power to you have at it keep growing your shit everybody it, it's still better than chicken but i like a i like i like corn fed beef I, it's uh it's pretty damn good i i don't know if uh if the good lord has come up with uh any sort of any sort of meat animal that that's better than that than uh than a corn fed beef cow as far as as far as i'm concerned um so best way to to get that product is feed them in a feedlot and because it is a concentrated dirty not an ideal climate um you got to have guys riding through them every day and checking for for health and uh <clears throat> the more sick cattle that you pull on time the less sick cattle you'll have overall and it's uh you know, you're, you're kind of playing a delicate dance because nobody likes to, uh, antibiotics in their, in their meat. It's not, a, not an ideal thing, so you try to use antibiotics only when necessary. And also, those, those medicines cost money. They're, they're typically not cheap unless you get some of the older stuff. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's, not, a, it's not the easiest job on earth. It's not the hardest by any means, but it's not the easiest job on earth. And then if you, when you get cattle that are having health problems all at the same time, it, um, shit can get pretty squirrely real quick, you know? And, uh, and it doesn't take long. If you're not on your toes, you can have a real mess on your hands. So, uh, particularly when you're dealing with like Southeastern Mexican high-risk cattle, it uh it'll keep you on your toes for sure so um you know as i said we don't get a whole lot of recognition and that's fine you don't need it but for today i'll give you a shouts out i uh i do this shit myself i consider myself to be a cowboy because it's kind of on my pay stub uh it's in the job description and it may not be you know trotting long trotting across thousands of acres of sagebrush 
Um, instead, it's about a thousand acres of dirt pens. We cover about the same amount of country overall, total. Total country, uh, or total miles traveled is about the same as any of the, the big outside uh, circle types. And I almost guarantee it, we'll see more cattle than they will. And then we gotta go do the same damn thing again tomorrow. And the next day, and the next day. For the most part, regardless of weather. With a few, few rare exceptions. But, it's uh it's a tough job and if it was if it was a real easy job everybody would do it because it does tend to pay pretty decent and uh yeah there's no shame in it and i i quite enjoy it and uh and it also makes those few times when you get to go get to go work outside and and do some you know air quote real cowboy shit it makes those times even more fun because don't get me wrong <laughs> cowboying outside is a lot better uh, but the pay is usually not there like uh, like the feedlot is so anyways um, Yeah, this this crazy cowboy world it comes in all all shapes and flavors and uh, it takes all types to To put a put a pound of beef on on your average person's dinner table So I think we're a pretty vital link in that chain and uh, my hats off to you on this national day of the cowboy all you outside cowboys, uh, well, you get enough recognition anyways. Uh, so, happy, happy National Day of the Cowboy to you too. But this one's, this one's for the feedlot fellers. So, cheers to you. Have a good one. Um, I've got m some new stuff in my store. Got a, uh, we got a couple new t-shirt designs. We got a koozie. I'm working on getting some hats designed and they will be, they will be in the store shortly, so uh, go check that out. That's uh, burning-daylight.com. Uh, link is called the store is called the Supply House. So um, got a really cool design that Matt Wilson come up with. That's called Taco Snatcher, and you can only imagine what it looks like. So go check it out on uh, <coughs> on my website. I'll try to get that all up on uh, on Instagram as well here in the near future, but. Um, yeah, we're finally, I think we're finally going to do something with this this merch side of stuff, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. So, anyways, thanks all, uh, thank you all for tuning in. We got some cool, cool episodes coming up. I'll be talking with Calamity Cass here tomorrow, and then uh, I have Dave Stamey coming up next week as well, and uh, I'm looking forward to both of those. So, and uh, hopefully some some pretty big names that you may have heard of before in the near future i'll tease them i won't tease anything out there as far as names goes yet because i haven't heard back from anybody yet but i <coughs> we will see and I'm, I'm hopeful about it so anyways i appreciate you all tuning in uh, make sure you go check out all the other podcasts on the on the burning daylight network we got tuffy gambles uh you can't see him from the road and you got Justin Stafford, Punchy Hunter, and then of course uh, Jennifer Hill with the Black Hereford Chronicles. Um, keep uh, keep tuning in to that. Uh, support them, and uh, if you'd like to support the show further, Patreon.com/slash/BurningDaylight's the best way to do it, or go buy a shirt. And uh, on that note, I still got some some more pins to ride, 
and uh, yeah, I don't have much else to say, oddly enough. So uh, y'all take care and move your ass. We're burning daylight. Get your ass moving sun, we're burning daylight.